Hello, welcome once again to Bodices and Corsets, the Nevers podcast, a weekly discussion on the HBO television series, The Nevers, uh, which can be watched nine o'clock Eastern Standard Time in the U.S. of A. on Sundays. Uh, I am one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A., and with me in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how's it going? It's going well. Excellent. And in the state of Missouri? Hi, this is Kevin. Kevin, how's it going? I had a long day today. I traveled from Rochester, New York this morning, so... Oh, what, you, you went to visit family or something? I paid my mother a surprise visit for Mother's Day. Oh, there you go. Did you drive, you said? No, I flew. Oh, okay. How about that? Yeah, so uh, that's good that you got to see uh, some of your family. That's fantastic. Uh, Yesterday, what's that? She was happy. Indeed. Uh, Yesterday was Mother's Day, uh, May 9th, 2021. When the show uh, aired, we are recording this on May 10th, 2021, and hope to have this released May 11th, 2021. 21. Uh, we're here to discuss uh, episode five, which was called Hanged. Uh, this one is actually directed by Josh Whedon and uh, written by someone named Melissa Iqbal. Uh, and uh, no uh, ra- rating information, meaning people who watched it. Uh, last week, though, uh, The Undertaking did uh, go up to 515,000 viewers, uh, which was a bump of uh, about... 70,000 from episode three, Ignition. So uh, that was an interesting uh, jump. Uh, every other episode has been around uh, 520 or so. So uh, uh, episode three seems to be the one that is out of whack with the rest. Um, so I guess we can go around and discuss uh, what we felt about this episode and whatnot. So uh, let's start with you, Kevin. Okay, um, I know previously we discussed this, uh, just the three of us online. I know you two weren't particularly fond of it, but I still I still enjoyed it. It did bring up some interesting questions. Uh, I mean, they brought they brought up questions and about ethics and things like that in this show. Um, But I mean, I still for the most part, I still enjoyed it. I had. I had, I mean, there were some really humorous parts, and I don't know. I, I enjoyed this episode. I, I, I'm not rating episodes right now just because I just can't. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed this one. All right, very well. Um, yeah, for me, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, as, as Kevin mentioned uh, offline, I was talking to you, uh, him and Barrett. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I wasn't as fond as this of this episode as I was with the first three. Uh, I unfortunately think the last two episodes have been a bit weaker, and, and I'm thinking maybe this is why the Tomato Reader on RottenTomatoes.com has, has brought the show down to 47. percent Thinking, thinking. Um, I don't know what I'm thinking actually, except that it's 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 a bit disheartening from uh, liking the show. Uh, if not a whole lot, a pretty good amount with the first three episodes. Uh, but generally, uh, Kevin is right. Uh, it is entertaining enough, uh, the, the episode. Uh, somewhat fun and somewhat uh, interesting. Had some, a really good action scene at the end. But um, generally, um, it, it, it didn't really uh, work for me. 
Uh, let's go with you, Barrett. Yeah. Um, again, I really liked the first three episodes, so it, it's I'm matching it up to those, and it just didn't compare for me. Um, it was. It's entertaining. It's enjoyable. Um, I just feel like they're trying to do too much with too little time, and it's doing a disservice to the show. Um, and I'm not sure why that is or why I feel that way. It just seems like there's too many different plot lines and too many people doing too many different things, and some things not even getting airtime. They just happen off screen. So I just... I would like to like this episode more. I liked it better than the last one. It didn't feel as crazy, like too many things going on as far as different plot lines and flapping around all over the place. This one was more contained, but it still was, it felt like there was a lot they wanted to say, but didn't have the time. All right. Very well. Uh, Yeah. I I, I was thinking that unfortunately um, I mentioned uh, I think it may have been last week on the podcast that I was beginning to worry that um, if we talked about the show, honestly, we would maybe start having some issues with a listener here or there. And uh, we, we, with our, specifically myself and maybe over you, Barrett, last week, um, our critique on last week's episode, we, we did get one uh, person that uh, uh, didn't like the podcast that much, uh, basically um, <laughs> on the Nevers one of the Nevers Facebook groups, uh, a woman named Kathy uh, B. I'll just give her last initial rather than say her name. Uh, she wrote, a lousy podcast. These guys don't even know what is happening in the episode. And again, this was specifically stated after we released episode four, meaning um, that was our first episode where we kind of, I guess, um, didn't praise the show, um, at least myself and Barrett. So, hey, I'm, I'm cur- I was being nice to it. I I was kept on saying I was enjoying it. Don't you know? Don't don't lump me in with these two. <laughs> well, well, well and, and if you was, can't take criticism, don't listen to a show that might criticize something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're, we're here not as fanboys. We're here or, or fangirls, you know, because our audience is, is probably a lot more women, I would think, because of the, the the audience that the show seems to be pointing to. Um, we're not here to to just be fanboy fangirls. We're here to really give a honest critique as well as try to dissect and and uh, critique scenes and specifics and all that you know so we're you know i mean you know everybody loves their star wars or star trek or game of thrones or lord of the rings or whatever and and you have your fanboys fangirls will will die saying marvel is great don't you attack it but we're we're trying to be honest here you know and and yeah i mean you know if you don't like hearing an honest critique with what i feel are legitimate points and not to be mean, just to be, uh, you know, a review. Like we, you know, I, I think we're fair. And if you don't like that, I mean, I guess, I guess, yeah, we're not for you. And, and but that's not our intent, right? I mean, no, we're not here necessarily to make you happy. <laughs> right. And, and we're not here to make you angry either. We're here right. to just get. A Here's our opinion. This is what we think of it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and it's you know. not like I didn't like the episode. I just didn't think it was as good as the ones before it. And if you can't honestly look at something and say, "Hey, 
maybe this episode does have some flaws, then maybe it's you that has the problem and not us. Right, right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm trying to be a little more uh, passive, uh, but honestly, I think Barrett's is summing it up perfectly, which is, um, you, you know, if, if, if we're going to be critiqued, it's fine, but we should be yeah. critiqued for legitimate reasons, I would think. I mean, saying stuff like these guys don't even know what is happening in the episode, that's a little bizarre. Um, yeah. If, you know, I feel I, like I, we I knew, we you know, everybody perceives things differently. So what I see in a show is different from what you see in a show is what's different from what Kevin sees in a show. Yeah, so I none mean, of us are going to see it the same. It's just like a witness seeing a crime and seeing something happening. Every person has a different take. You may right. not agree with us, but that's what it is. I mean, yeah, I, I, it's like, for example, I mean, I... I liked last week's show. I liked this week's show. I get the. I mean, I had my own, you know, yes, I did have my way to way to hold it moments. But I mean, I, I didn't let that ruin my enjoyment of the show. And I know it didn't ruin yours either. I mean, you still enjoyed it. It's just you just saw that there were areas of improvement. Yep. You know, and it's like I said, I, I still had fun with those shows. I get the criticisms. I had a couple of. Like, for example, last week's show, the big one that I had was how did Emil go from who did it, yeah, like who the traitor was? You know, it, it was like, how did you figure that out so so quickly? I, I yeah, know, that's the one problem. That's the that's the, the issue that I really had with that episode. But other than that. Well, and know, again, I think that speaks to what I'm talking about as far as. They're trying to cram too much into too little time. They have a huge story to tell, but they're not get, they're not getting enough time to tell it. They may understand that they don't have the time to do it. That's my fear. Yeah. You know that yeah. fear. They don't have the they don't have the time. It's one of those they may have only planned on doing this for one season, so they're like, okay, we got to cram this all into one one shot. And because I mean. I'm following this. Pro- I'm following this show. I'm trying to. I mean, I'm enjoying the show. I'm hoping that, um, you know, I do hope for a second season. Still, just because I like the show. Yeah, I, I do too. Yeah, you oh, know? yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, two episodes that I disliked, not as or or let me rephrase, don't like as the as much as the first three doesn't mean. I don't want to ever watch the show again, and I wish it's gone. I mean, that's ridiculous. Right. I mean, it's, it's a good yeah. show. You know, it's still yeah, fun. Yeah, isn't yeah. Lovecraft but... Yeah, and, right. you know, hey, listen to our podcast about The Stand if you really want to get mad at us. <laughs> you know, I yes. haven't listened to any of those episodes yet. <laughs> Oh, you got, oh, dude, you'll 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 laugh. Uh, that podcast for folks who are curious, don't tell me. I'll tell you. The Stand podcast, a weekly uh, podcast on the television series The Stand that was on at the time CBS All Access, which is now Paramount Plus. Uh, we, me and Barrett, did a weekly discussion on that show, and yeah, we were not fans. Well, you know, Phil, it's funny because they said we didn't know what we were, we were watching, and I actually find that. I, I take more offense at that than I do to the people that told us we suck on the discovery of witches one that we got that email. I mean, I don't mind somebody saying, Hey, you suck. Okay. We're not for you, but you're not, you know, saying that I'm, I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't remember that email. 
Oh, we got it only last week, and and that was yeah. it was a weird email. We got two of them, and it was basically saying that they were upset that we were doing the show without reading the books, and as a result, some of the things we were saying obviously weren't going to be right because we're making assumptions based off of what we see on the TV series. While the person that sent us the email read the books and says, "Well, this is what happens, and you guys don't know what you're talking about. Because you should read the books. And the only reason you do oh, the podcast is because you you want to attract uh, uh, people to come to your your website." It's like, well, okay. I'd be okay. First of all, this person, <laughs> okay, I, I, I'm crit, crit, critiquing the critics here. I mean, first of all, we are praising the show. I mean, and the funny part is I have talked with people who have seen the show. Not I don't even know if they've read the books, but they've seen the show and they don't. Discovery like Witches is what Discovery you're talking about. Witches, yeah. You know, and they don't like the show at all. And I'm sitting there thinking, I think it's a great show. I mean, I'm arguing for the show. I'm <laughs> saying the show is great. And now you get and then this person. I mean, look, if, if you critique us, you know, that's your, you know, to to um, to echo the immortal words of the dude. Yeah, well, that's just like your opinion, man. And I, I'm, I'll just take it as that. It's like, fine. If there's something we could do to improve, let us know. Don't just say you suck because you haven't read. The book. <laughs> because yeah. let, let me put it to you this way. I don't have time to read the books. And we're, I mean, I barely have time to watch the show to do this podcast. And so, I mean, we are watching the show. We are extreme. We're going back to Discovery Witches. We are watching the show. We are enjoying the show immensely. So, you know, we're enjoying the show immensely. So you're critiquing us. Just because we don't know the books, I, I, my apologies for not knowing the books. Seriously, but that's the weird thing about it is we, you know now that podcast we we came right out pretty much at the beginning of every episode saying that we haven't read the books. You know, yeah. so so it wasn't like <laughs> you know so I don't know. It's just just a very bizarre thing. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is that we, for folks who are curious, we do have a uh, email dark discussions at AOL.com because we are part of the dark discussions news network, which is www.darkdiscussions.com. You can email us and we will read your emails on the podcast, especially if it's positive or constructive <laughs> or your opinion of the show, the, the show, the nevers itself. Um, it doesn't even have to be a critique of us. So it's just, just anything you want, uh, send us the email and, uh, let us know your thoughts, uh, preferably, um, uh, cordial. Cordial. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. And I'm going to preface this show by saying, I may say some things you don't like, so be prepared. <laughs> yes. Yes. Especially <laughs> about this specific episode. Yeah. Now uh, to get back to, uh, uh, HBO for a second, HBO, Max, um, uh, you know, they're, they're, the whole thing's very odd how everything's working over there now because of their, uh, um, now thinking of going back to theaters and all this other stuff. But, but Sunday nights itself, um, is the, the big night for HBO. They're, they're big shows. And, uh, right now they have two back to back, which is the Nevers and Mayor of Easttown. And, and whether they were back to back or separate, uh, you can judge them uh, independently without having to 
compare. Um, but I think obviously part of this may be, and I'm curious if they did that intentionally, the two shows, because even though they're completely different, absolutely ridiculously different, they're both uh, strong uh, woman leads. And so I'm th- I was wondering if, if maybe they were doing a, uh, a, sh- a, a night for, for woman television. And, and I don't know if that, is the case, but either way, it's weird that they paired these two shows off together. Yeah, they're nothing alike. Nothing, nothing alike, and <laughs> no matter how much someone likes the Nevers, the Mirror of Easttown is by far uh, a show that will probably be remembered for in a long time from now, more so than the Nevers. So it's like it, it, that one overshadows the Nevers just for the fact that it's just so un- incredible of a show. So I, I don't know if that having the two shows back to back was a good idea for the nevers, never mind for mayor of East town, but well, I think if, if mayor of East town is really popular, I think it'll pull people into watching the nevers. Cause Hey, I, I'm, I'll get on HBO before it comes on and I'll just sit and watch and then watch that. Yeah, that's could be the case too. Uh, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, mayor of East town has double the audience as the nevers. I'm not surprised. Not yeah. because the Nevers is bad, but because Kate Winslet is a big draw, and it's a yeah, crime. yeah, it's a crime. And, and show. since it's not, and it's just, yeah, exactly. So anybody would like that versus mystical realism, which obviously is is specific to a certain type of audience, yep. and a mystical realism that's steampunk, which is again uh, the first typical audience. Never mind the unfortunate name of Josh Whedon. Uh, even though he still has his fans, I'm sure the name has turned a lot of people off as well. So, um, who, who, who knows, but, but either way, yeah, I think, it, I think it, it's more so Kate Winslet, uh, for sure. And, and the, the well-made quality of that show. Um, all right. So, uh, I guess we can get into, uh, this episode here. Uh, the, once again, the, the, the episode is called, uh, what is it, hanger, hang, hangman, or hangers? What is it, hangers? Hang, because she's going to be hang. That's it. That's yeah. right. Hang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, all right. So, uh, where do we want to begin? Uh, I mean, we don't have to go, uh, you know, A to Z. We can pick certain storylines or or whatever. Um, it's I, I guess much, the paper, yeah, I was going to say this one has a pretty solid main storyline. Not a lot of side stuff going on. Yeah, and that's why I wanted to bring this this thing up first, and which is uh, a curiosity, which is the the assassination of Mary is a conspiracy by the government. Is that the case? Explain this, guys. Well, I don't know if it's by the whole government, but maybe by a small conglomerate, conglomerate of people within the government so like like a a uh, a little uh renegade black ops thing inside the government if, if you know if it was modern days it would be yeah be like that i would say and but this is obviously victorian london 1899 so yeah so it's one of that it's a little conspiracy about people in power that 
decided to do something. And again, it's because of the threat of the others. I mean, not the others, uh, the, the touched. I guess. Well, and it's interesting because, you know, they're, they have that conversation about how, yeah, they gathered all these many more touched because she died. And he was like, imagine if she had lived. <laughs> right. So I found that pretty interesting. Now, right, let me ask no, you this. Because, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that, and that's, that was kind of my point earlier, like we were talking about that, you know, at first, you know, you have, uh, uh, master master was his name master was saying you know no i have nothing to do with it even though uh um uh, uh, the main character's woman she you know she was pretty sure that he did and then they just talked about it like yeah okay we tried to have him you know we tried to have her killed and you know it didn't go as well as we wanted it so i mean they just blatantly talk i mean they just talk about it just no problem like it like it was nothing. So, I mean, yeah, it, it, it was so essentially that scene confirmed our suspicions that Masser is responsible. It's not it's not just him that is responsible. You know, and so that was right. But it also it so it does technically confirm that Masser Maffin. Masson, yeah. Kevin's been saying Masher, I keep on thinking. Masson is officially a villain in the show now. He is and definitely a villain. Yes. Yep. Right. Now that we know that, yeah, he's a villain. And it's also oh, something okay. where you have the guy, the the cousin to the uh, cousin to the king, where they hinted that you know, it wasn't too long after this old thing happened that you happened to take your your daughter away, you know, and he's like, she has lumbago. It's like, Oh, I hope she gets better. But I mean, he was a little, um, uh, how should I say a, a little overreactionary about that one. So it, it sounds like he might have a little bit like master may have, uh, somebody close to them that is a touched. Well, we know his daughter is probably down in the basement locked in a right. cell and she's exactly. touched. But what I also found interesting is we also get confirmation that Masson is the one that sent Odium to kill Amalia. Yes. Right. That's right. And the Beggar King's mad yeah, that, about that, was that an too, interesting right? Thing too. Yeah, yeah, the Beggar King yeah. Was, yeah. is upset about it because it's one of those, hey, you know, he's he's supposed to be my guy, not yours. And I and the the funny part is is that Masson just looks at him and says yeah, you know, he, you know, here's this huge guy that was defeated by a woman who is about one fifth his size. And they weren't happy about it, but there's nothing he could do. Right. Well, and, and, and it honestly is, uh, uh, the actress that plays Amelia is, seems very petite because they showed a, uh, a full body shot of her next to penance when they were doing the, you know, joining, who's going to join, who's, Whose uh, right. mission and and penance literally sky skies over over uh, Amelia and and penance seems like a petite woman herself so it just shows you um, how powerful Amelia is as a fighter uh, to be that petite and, and to kick an ass of, of a guy like um, 
you know, the Mr. Waterwalker himself. So Odium, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, well and he used, last... I mean, she used a couple maneuvers that I'm actually familiar with. So I mean, I and so I mean, I I give her credit for being able to do some of those things. Um, but yeah, that it's you have essentially you have brawn versus skill. I mean, that's what that fight was all about. Well, and last week we were discussing whether the Beggar King had sent him after her or not. And so now we have our confirmation that it was not the Beggar King, even though we speculated why he might have done so. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of odd how all of these things were, were announced this week when um, they should have probably just announced it last week, I feel, because, um, you know, last week they made us kind of sort of think uh Masson is a bad guy i mean really a bad guy not just just a, a jerk and and then you know they they come right out so it sounds like you're right barrett where they're, they're kind of just rushing things a little bit um you know well, and, I mean, and Masson isn't going to see himself as bad because i mean he sees himself as protecting the british way of life right yeah and that these touched are like poison. Well, and and that's the thing that's that's interesting about about um, shows like this is is like, all right, k- killing anybody is, is bad. So that you're, you're a bad person for just killing people. Okay, now if it's war, or 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 uh, any form of um, I guess battle, uh, because you can actually argue that guerrilla warfare isn't really warfare and people do guerrilla things and, and espionage and all these other things that aren't true war, but people do it anyway. And and then you have, have people who say one man's freedom fighter is another man's uh, terrorist or vice versa. One man's terrorist is a one man's freedom fighter. And then as you've always said, Barrett uh, many times, which is the victors always write the history books. And then, also, you have people who have a certain way of of life or a certain thing or whatever. You know, you know. I mean, you can look at the Palestinians and the Israelis. You can look at the um, North and South Korea. You, you look at the Iranians and the Iraqis, and you know, on and on and on. And and people have their opinions, and we're going to have our opinions. You know, I'm, I'm sure Russia looks at what's going on with Germany and the pipeline and the Ukraine and all that, uh, they're the dinks while the Germans and the Americans are saying it's Russia is the bad guys because Putin's a bad guy. But again, everybody has their own perspective. So mm-hmm. you stating that Masser, Masson has, has this belief kind of interestingly legitimizes his point, even if he is a villain in the show. And yet, um, the magnifying glass is looked at by, with with a certain type of glasses for us to say, okay, he's a bad guy. But again, if if you look at his side, he's not a bad guy. Right. Now, if he was the main character, it would be different for us, right? If we were following what he's doing, and we we would see them from a more evil light. Now, I'm not just not to say I am. I really, you know, a lot of times on here, I talk about. Gr- you know, black and white and gray and everything's gray. 
I don't necessarily believe everything's great. There are some things that are wrong, <laughs> just outright wrong. So I don't want that confused. <laughs> and him killing Mary, that was wrong. Right. Whether yeah. he had a belief. Right. That right. And that, right that's why not. that's that's why I that's why I came right out and said I said you know murdering is 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 evil no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just yeah, want to make I, it clear from my perspective so our listeners don't think that I no that's kind of great and you know Masson sees it a different way. That's not necessarily what I think. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you very, I mean, I, I'd be willing to bet you that no matter who you look at in history, they're, I mean, as, as wicked and despicable as they are, I have a feeling that no matter who that, you, you're probably, you, you're very rarely going to get like a world dictator that's going to think, yeah, I know I'm the bad guy, you know, but they, you know, right. as chances are, they probably just think, I'm just doing this for what I, I'm doing, what I think is for the best of for my for my nation or whatever. Now, you I mean, yeah, you're going to have power hungry people. But at the same time, though, it's kind of a but in their mind, it's what I'm doing. What I'm doing is for, for the best of, you know, my land, you know, or for my people. Yeah, and, you know, and I have a feeling that that is what Masson is doing. You know, it's I mean, granted, it's obvious in some areas that he is doing what he also sees as best for him. Like that whole thing. with uh, That's true. Like, for example, the thing with the laborers uh, from last week, uh, when they're saying they wanted more pay because they knew they were handling dangerous material bombs. um, He had no empathy for them at all. (laughs) He had no empathy for them at all. I mean, his. (laughs) I mean, his his talk was, hey, you know, do you honestly think I would I would have you guys handle it if I didn't think that this stuff was, you know, overly dangerous, this 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 stuff was going to be dangerous to you. And it's one of those. And and then, you know, he kind of does the thing where he tosses the tosses the bomb, you know, and then they all of course they all catch it. You know, he just, you know, and it kind of was him showing that, you know, look, if I'm willing to do this, I'm not, you know, it's not. Um, what was I going to say? It's not. Uh, it's not going to be dangerous for you. And you know, of course, then he also appeals to their um, uh, patriotism and all that. So, but overall, though, yes, this is Masson is out for Masson, and part of Masson being out for Masson is um, being doing what Masson thinks is good for the monarch for for England. For the kingdom, but it's always still about self-interest, like you said. Well, yeah, I mean, essentially, if it's, I mean, if it's good for if Masson kind of thinks if it's good for him, it's good for the kingdom, and if it's good for the kingdom, it's going to be good for him. Yep. You yeah, know, and so right. So, so we're looking at it. So, yes. so, so we're looking at it. Yeah, we're, we're looking at it through the eyes of Masson, not necessarily through the eyes of the government. Um, and if we look through the eyes of Masson, then we can honestly state that it's it's for self-interest, even if it helps the government as well, meaning he's villainous, and the show is, wants us to think he's a villain. Yep. Even if he doesn't think he is, it's self-interest. Even if he tells himself that it's for the government and it's for Britain, he has... Pretty much all self-interest. It's for the greater good. Yeah. 
that that benefits him. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Right, right. Well, and, and you know how how it is nowadays. Anyway, um, things will be re, are rewritten continuously. Where now Victorian England is is considered a colonialist power and bad and villainous, and on and on. So, versus say you know looking through it at a historical perspective and how uh, nation states back in those days did what they did uh, as world powers, and and now of course. You know, anything that related to the government in Victorian England, specifically by producers in the modern day in Hollywood, are probably going to state that, um, yeah, that's the villain. Yes. Yep. And, 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 you know, I mean, again, you know, this is, that's a easy explanation uh, for an entire nation from 1899 and that whole period. Um, you know, for for a television show, but obviously, if the folks were more interested, they would they would want to look at at the bigger picture, and, and not just look at uh, TV as as their their news and history for you know. But anyway, well, that's, that, that's a, little, a lot of them do. What's that again? Kevin? That's a problem. Is a lot of them do. They they want to um, essentially try to rewrite history to the way that they want to tell the way they want to tell us, you know, some of it may be true, but then some of it, you know, maybe their interpretation of it through their eyes. And it may not be as, uh, um, how shall I say, uh, as factual as they'd like to tell us. Right, right, right. Um, I mean, you know, the, obviously the, the, the big, uh, uh, missile attack by the Hamas today in, in Israel um, versus, say, uh, the, uh, what was it, the, the people who want to ban Israeli products because of the way they treat Palestinians. It's, it's way too more complicated than black and white. And, and, and Barrett, Barrett is kind of generally, yeah, Barrett's kind of generally right when, when he says stuff are gray and, and, and you got to look at things a little more differently. I mean, and you got to remember whether Master is a scumbag or not. Uh, there was a, a crazy touch person with a group of other touch people who just mass murdered a bunch of people at a play, right? You know, and 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 even even Mundy said in this episode it was the worst mass shooting or mass murder in London history. And you know, got to remember London's a very old city, so. Obviously, you don't want to group everybody of a specific uh, group as a whole. So, you know, you don't want to say all touch people are evil, but you could see the paranoia of people saying, especially government officials um, being targeted, you know, uh, people that are are lords and and whatever, their concern with um, even if it's, it's pointed wrongly at an entire group, but they're concerned at least with one touch person, which is Melody, you know? So well, and that's, that's where we start getting us versus them. And that's the only reason that I see that stands behind, um, her reason for trying to save Melody is because they're going to stand together. If that makes sense. And that's penance. You mean? <laughs> yeah. Penance. I didn't say a name, but. Sure, right, right, yeah, right, right, and 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 that's a big thing we're going to talk about 
uh, coming up. Um, so anything else we want to talk about the master Ma- Masson story? I mean, Masson story. Um, well, we do see Swan get involved with him a little bit. Um, and I, it kind of went above my head what, what was going on between those two. So if someone else wants to explain that. Oh, Swan with, um, uh, with Masson, right? Oh, okay. I was thinking more Swan with the with the with the police officer with the police inspector. Well, isn't he? Isn't Swan like at one point going to? He's on that little um, stage at one point, and he climbs down. Oh yeah, yeah. It, he oh during the execution, yeah, because he came in. Well, Swan came in. And he initially he came in through the box where the more higher ups, like the government officials and the more like elite uh, were sitting and he comes in and and Masson pretty much says, you know, he's not happy to see him, but he can't kick him off because because of of, uh, Swan's kind of position in, in society. But then Swan pretty much says, I'm going somewhere else. Yeah, I'm, I'm going down with the common people. And, uh, you know, just sits down on the, you know, pretty much goes down to the, to the, um, blah, 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 the, down to the crowd. Yeah, I felt, I felt it was kind of cheesy because even, even if he, in his mind, he's thinking he's doing it for legitimate reasons. If I was part of the quote unquote common people and this guy comes down to my level, I would look at him and say, get the hell out of here. You phony piece of garbage. And, yeah. and, and the reason I say that is because I've, I've seen that at, at times where, uh, you get these yuppies who, uh, go to fairs or, or, or flea markets or tourist attractions. And they pretend that they understand the working class folk that they're communicating with and you can tell how phony it is. And some of these people, unfortunately, um, uh, I grew up in an odd town where you had this filthy rich all the way to, um, Trilla folk. And, and my friends were, were a group of all different types of folk because of that. And you could tell the phoniness of, their behavior, the wealthier ones, when they they went to these fairs to talk to people versus the the real people who could could relate to them, and and so Swan just seems so phony and unrelatable that it 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 just didn't work for me, and I don't know if they were trying to make us like Swan because of that, but I, I was more like just thinking Swan is just another a wealthy elite. He is another um, wealthy elite. It's just he's. He's got this business that brings him in touch with all sorts of different people. So he feels like he's part of the not elite and the elite at the same time. He wants the benefits of both. Right. Right. And in, in, in reality, he just uses everybody, it seems. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it makes me not like him that much. Now, uh, a couple of problems with this episode. Um, and one of them was um, basically Mary, when she passes she was singing a song and they discover that the song was a magical being um, or entity. And that entity is called the Galanthi, which is supposedly buried somewhere around 
the greater London area and was the creatures that are being or whatever it is that made people the touch the touched. And I, I felt this episode and the last episode didn't explain that well enough. So when they started talking about that in this episode here, it, it, it was very, very, um, I don't want to say over anybody's head because it wasn't because I obviously didn't understand it because that's what they're looking for. I, I felt it was like it just went jump from A to B and it would I mean it's way you know what it is it's like you said Barrett I think they're going way too fast because there would have if this was like Game of Thrones there would have been one or two episodes just deciphering what the message was yep. where it's coming from what are these creatures or, or beings that are doing it how they they know that it's around London, you know, all this other stuff. And then the X-ray machine to, to, to find out where they're located, the power source is, but it just was like a one minute scene and, and it's like, boom. And it's like, hold it, hold it, hold it. What? And I had to rewind it and, and rewatch. I, I had a problem with the, cause I mean, when they were starting to throw that name around, I'm thinking to myself, wait, who, who, you know, and it it took me a couple right. seconds to realize they're talking about, oh, the the these are the okay, f- where did they get that name? I I, I wasn't. Yeah. And then I mean, okay, maybe I still don't know where they got the name. I, I guess my question it was I mean, probably in the song. But the thing is, I don't remember the, the name, and I I don't know if I if it was just I I just happened to miss it, or you know I they, yeah. They should have had a whole scene where they were deciphering the message, and and not not that I want to tell me Bob moment or exposition moment, but I think it yeah. was required, especially if they were going to go that quick. Well, especially when it's not something that would be easily understood. I mean, where the heck did the name come from? And you know, maybe I missed it, but I don't remember hearing that like majorly talked about. It needs more than five seconds, whatever it is. <laughs> right. It, all they had to do to fix, fix that was it was part of the song. You know, yeah. That's all they had to do, but they didn't. Right. And the thing is, I'm, I'm actually glad because you have three guys who, who watched this show, who, who paid attention to the show. And we still all, you know, all three of us were like, where did this name come from? It's like right, it appeared exactly. in this episode. Yeah. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, how'd they come up with that name? Right. Yeah. Exactly. And again, you know, I, I know uh, Kathy B uh, said that we we weren't really paying attention or, or, or we're not really understanding the show or something, but I, I don't, I don't th- think, uh, you know, I'll read her, her comment again here. It says, uh, these guys don't even know what is happening in the episode. But again, I close my eyes and I miss it. You know, if I'm blinking and I miss it, it it's not there. <laughs> I mean, if if it's like, yeah, I mean, after if you do right, and exactly, it's like just miss, not like, there. One small line, then you're writing it wrong. Right, exactly. Right. Like if I was writing a yeah, story, exactly. if I was writing a story and I just started using the word Galanthi and never explained what that is how would my readers know what i was talking about like if if it's obvious in the context what it is then that's okay but you know from this story i, I don't know 
It's like, yeah, where'd the name come from? It's this made-up name. Yeah, and I mean, it, right? Like, I mean, if and like I said, it. I mean, yes, we figured it out thankfully, and because I mean, it was kind of a process, almost like a process of elimination. But I, I mean, if if it's something that significant, and that one episode you don't know, or they may have mentioned the name like once, and that, and then, and we all three of us missed it. And it's not like we weren't paying attention, you know, and then all of a sudden that word is being thrown around like everybody should know what that means. And I'm thinking to myself, wait, what, who, who's the, am I supposed to know who that is? You know, I, I, uh, and like I said, I, I'm, I think it's some, a problem with the writing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think all of our editing, well, it could be editing too. Yeah could be like, editing that's true could be a scene that was cut out i don't know they're like trying to fit this one hour time span and maybe there was stuff that just th- got thrown on the floor and we didn't get to see that's right awesome. right and, and and so they, what they should have had you know so the editor screwed up maybe the writer may have screwed up but you would think there's some sort of quality assurance and i don't know what that's called in, in Hollywood, but but there there I know they have dailies and whatever, and and there's people that watch, it, but you know you don't ever hear the quality assurance person in Hollywood. But there's got to be somebody that would have said, hold on, hold on, you, you got to explain this a little better. It's like a continuity expert or something like that. I, I can't remember what they yeah. call it, but yeah, it's a continuity expert, somebody that's making sure that you know things fit in the scene and. Yeah, and, I mean, and just to, just for uh, you know the crit- the critique, it's it's not that we're saying we hate the show; it's we're saying that this is something that could make the show better. Yep. Is it if we actually knew what they were talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, so a lot, a lot of our figuring out was a slow process. You know, when I have to, like you said, Kevin. With three of us are actually paying attention. We're not, you know, fiddling with our iPhones or, or, or something. We're actually watching the show, and all of us were saying, "Hold on, hold on, what, what did they just say?" And I, and one of us, at least maybe, maybe you guys do, had to rewind and and rewatch to figure out what they're talking about. Th- then it it shows me that it's it's something to do with with either writing or the editing. And and not not the view viewership, you know. I mean, there's a reason the critics are giving it 47 percent, and and again, they're not judging it because they think the the costumes are awesome, or the fight scenes are great, or the acting is good, or whatever. They're they're also considering things like this, and that these things can be like show killers for for some some well, people. And ultimately, what you just talked about, all those things are just in support of the story. Yes, if they're not strong, then the story is not as strong. But the story is the important part. Yes. <laughs> and I mean, yeah. that for the most part, the story is good. Yeah. The story, I think the story is great. The thing is, is that it, it needs to flow better. Yeah, I'm going to keep coming back to I just feel like they're being rushed by something on the production end. Yeah, that, and that's a lot of the it needs to flow better. Because the acting is right. great and the costumes oh. are great, and it's just it's... It, it it essentially as far as acting, uh, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, 
I re- I know some of the I, I rec I've recognized some of these actors and actresses from previous shows. I mean the one the woman that plays Malady was uh, she played Merida from the from uh, the Disney's uh, was it Once Upon a Time or whatever it was. Um, so I mean she played Merida the the Scottish the Scottish woman from um, Brave, you know, and she I see I saw like at least oh one oh that was her. She played, which? yeah. She played Merida. Oh, how about that? And the the one I think it's called Once. Um, you know, it's oh, no, like, Brave. The the Brave. Well, no, he played the woman Merida. That that's the character from Brave, but she played the the um uh, the the live because Once is like pretty much all of the Disney characters, but it, as p as non non uh, non cartoon people. Does that make sense? Okay. Okay. Let's, let's continue. So, so yeah. So you've seen her. I've seen stuff. her other things. Uh, I've seen. Uh, uh, I almost said Marin, uh, Masser, or Masson in a couple th- in a couple things. I saw. I mean, I've seen a few of these these actors and actresses. So I mean, as far as quality goes, you've got very good quality actors and actresses in this show. So, I mean, it's not, there is no problem with the acting. The acting is fantastic. There is no, there is no problem with the acting. It's just, they're, they're just having a a tough time with what they've got to work with. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's fair. Um, um, it's, I, I, again, I think yeah, we've we pretty much discussed that. It's it's some of the story. Um, I think there was some heavy-handed things with with the story too, uh, because the the big uh, moment of uh, uh, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Not the battle, but but when you when you have a conflict, the big conflict of this episode was where Amelia decides she wants to go searching for these uh power sources uh or creatures or whatever the galanthi uh by digging and the other conflict or or the conflict against it is penance saying we want to save malady execution from execution and it was just Um, weak because no i I don't think any viewer is going to be like yeah malady should be saved She's second as a villain to me to Masson. Yeah, I well, I mean, she's, she's right. a, or, or, or Lady or, or Lavinia too. Yeah, I mean, it's just it, it's so weak when you consider that the other thing could affect all of them even more. Right, right. right. The, the whole thing is 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 bizarre. What penance? Because okay, first of all, they they say in this episode that they haven't had executions for. Uh, about oh. 20 years in London or something. Because oh, they have some new rule where they can't do it if unless there's a like a real reason to do it, like a public reason to do it. Yeah. Right. And, they, and they still had executions. It would they just weren't public. Right. 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 Exactly. Which which is fair. Now, obviously, political reasons determines they want to have it public. So obviously, there, there's a there's a uh, political reasons that it's going to be public, but as Mundy says, Officer Mundy says, or Constable Mundy says, 
he says that Melody, Melody has murdered more people than anybody in any mass murder in London's history. And again, London's a very old city. So right. to decide to have her executed in that day and age, whether we today disagree in executions, and, and again, that's each individual's personal belief, so I'm not, I'm not going to judge anybody for what they believe. But back then, anyway, they were, they were legal. To have her executed for the crime that she did makes sense because that's was her, because she mass murdered a lot of people. She and and almost killed penance for Christ's sakes and would have killed penance. Right. Yeah. And all right. And 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 then you have and she kidnapped penance. So, so she's done so many horrible things. And then again, that doesn't mean I want her, her dead or even. Um, uh, you know, any, any terrible things happen to her, but she definitely should, should pay for the, for those, those crimes. You, and, and, you know, some people will say, well, she's a hero because she fought against the work with a, a certain class of people, which, which is fine. But again, she did kill plenty of people. So for penance to come to all the way to the point where we have to save her, because the only reason they're killing her publicly is because she's one of us touched makes absolutely no sense at all. That's ridiculous. None. None. Well, and so, so there's a lot of things here that really bother me. So we get to see that whole scene, but we don't get to see what happens with Amalia and her group. So that happens entirely off screen, right? That might be next episode. I think it might be, but then well, that's no, the I, final I, episode. I mean, because I, I think I, I no, no, no. There's two more episodes. There's seven, in, I think, in the season. Isn't there? Oh no, there's only six. No, right? only next six. Week, yeah, no, next week is the the half-season finale. Holy smokes. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that, that to me is a huge flaw, too. We have all this stuff that happens off-screen. And then we have this, basically, what she does ends up with doing nothing anyway, because it, Malady already had her own plan. Yeah. Malady right. never arrested. So then right. it felt like it was a plot just to get us there so we could see what happens. <laughs> well, as, as Mundy said, she wanted it to be public. Malady wanted her, the, you know, it's like, you know, it's just, she wanted this thing to be, she wanted this to be public. And then we find out that, you know, that this, this reporter that's been getting in the way of a lot of people and what <sighs> dredging, it almost seems like, using the paper to um, stir up unrest was actually Malady doing it herself. I well, mean, I would have preferred, I would have preferred if the whole group went down underground. And then if we had like two different plot lines going on in this episode where Malady's execution is happening and just as many people probably would have died because they didn't weren't effective at all in that location. Then and but Mundy, who's quickly becoming one of my favorite characters, could have taken a bigger role in that. And then in the other side, we could have seen something happen in the underground. Right. Right. And and I well, guess we're going to. I think I, I saw the, the preview for next week and I think they do show they kind of go back and it looks like they do talk about what what happened with the with the drilling and how that didn't quite work out either. Well, then they should have done it like Game of Thrones, where they they would you know s s go from one plot to another plot in the same episode, right? You know, 
uh, if they do it a flashback or, or this is concurrent. This to is what happened last week. Yeah, yeah, it's like, exactly. It's not going to work for me. Yeah, it's going to kind of be stupid, I guess. But but also also just the whole episode of penance and the crew trying to save Melody, meaning all right, basically they they don't want to be outcasts with society, but to try to free a mass murderer. It's going to make them outcasts. It's going to make them outcasts, especially when they're breaking laws to free a murderer. And they failed to begin with. They didn't even come close. Right. And everybody knows it's them that is yeah. that is doing it. Because they got seen. Right. <laughs> so if I was a regular English person and I found out that the entire or, or a good portion of the touch that lived in this specific orphanage tried to free a mass murderer who, by the way, mass murdered even more people that day, I would suddenly say, I want that that uh, orphanage to be closed down and arrest all those people involved, freeing, uh, helping Malady. Yeah. Even and though they failed, people... they would look bad. Right. And, and this show is trying to make anybody who doesn't like the touched a bigot. But this has nothing to do with bigotry. This has to do with you are criminals helping another criminal yeah. that mass murdered people that you may not like who are despicable people because they're wealthy dirtbags. But that's not for us to arbitrarily say that their well, deaths are okay. To, to be fair, this is how bigotry arises because the one side is trying to do this very public execution and show it to everybody. Yep. And they're, they're doing that purposely to set off the touch so that yep. they'll get upset. So yep. and it works. It does work and they fall right into the trap, right? Yeah, <laughs> right into the trap. Absolutely. Now, I do like the line that Amalia says. She's like <laughs> don't go with her plan. That would be mental. <laughs> yes. And it was mental. <laughs> it was. That fits yeah. the whole part of that. Yeah. Yeah. I I I, I I, I don't. I, also, I think Amelia should have said, "You were kidnapped by this woman. I saved your ass. You owe me one. Don't do this." And I yeah. would see Penance going, "You know what? You're right. I won't do this." But, yeah, she seemed almost out of character. Yeah. And then she seemed surprised that Augustus went with Amelia. Right. Right. I mean, I mean, obviously Augustus is a fool because if he's trying to get into her dress, he should have went with Penance. But again, he doesn't want to want to be put in with the criminals because if, if, if first of all, it's just morally disgusting. Yeah, and, and, and it would make me not like Penance because this is disgusting what you're trying to do, and and you're you're doing criminal activity to free a criminal, and not just right. a criminal, but a mass murderer. Yep. So well, and he had been training for their mission underground, right? Right. Exactly. Absolutely. And and the whole thing too about Penance's thing is 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 that the 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 idea of of um I don't know. I mean yeah. I mean I'm not pro death penalty, but I'm not gonna go break somebody out of prison so that they can not be killed. 
Right, right, exactly. And, and there are and, legal know, methods of using to try and stop things from happening. Well, well and her, her logic is completely wrong. Yeah, you know, it, it's like they're arrest, they're executing her publicly because she's attached. And again, that's well, that is correct. That is that why is they're somewhat, executing her publicly. That but. Is, right, right, right. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that we now uh, free her. Right. What, what I mean, you, there's no plan her. for. There's no plan for what they're going to do with her afterwards, too. We're just going to let her go and go kill more people? Right, exactly. The, the, what they should have done was pro, uh, go there with signs saying, uh, uh, stop the public execution, and that's it. That's what it should have been. They, 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 should, have, they should have caused harassment like uh, a, what peaceful protesters would usually do, which is to prevent the public execution and, and say why they think it's, it's terrible that it's public, but they don't do that. They say our goal is to free her. And then we have no idea what we're going to do with her after she's freed. So also, also um, I felt something was odd about uh, Effie, the reporter, which is, yes. and, and the th- thing that's odd about it is it's also out of character for mal- mal- malady as well, because the only way, and again, I'm not a behavioral health specialist nor anybody on this podcast, but if she is a person that has behavioral health issues, by her able to do what she did with Effie, makes it now look like she has also split personality disorder. Because um, the way she could act normal as Effie to or her, her insanity is just a total lie. Yeah, that could be true too. Well, Maybe she's saying it all. If you, I mean, do you, I, I, now? Granted, I I don't know how real this is, but I remember watching, and I never read the book. Sorry, but like I watched uh, Red Dragon, um, and it's it's uh, you know when and it started with when the guy caught Hannibal Lecter, and yeah. when Hannibal Lecter, you know, he was having a dinner, you know, with you know, with some of his friends and he was talking with the investigator and all that. And then, you know, it's like, he's like, oh, and he was acting very, um, you know, act self-controlled and all that. And then when it was, when it was discovered, then his true self, came, true self came out. Yeah, you know, Effie, Effie, not Melody probably was able to, was able to act, you know, because, you know, she could, act normal even though she she was nuts but uh well yeah i i don't know i mean well let me me ask you this kevin the the, your analogy seems legit and it makes me think but the difference i think is is that lector even when he is known to be the serial killer that he is and the things that he does are absolutely insane and the difference is he kind of knows it and he also is still intelligent enough to um discuss with his captors while while malady was like a different type of mental illness because she she was like unhinged she when 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 mary was talking to her it went over everything she said about didn't it give you hope and she goes no i don't know what what hope what are you talking about you know everything just went over her head in that episode two i think it was so it was like I, I, I don't think... Uh, she was more like Rain Man. She's like, like a disorganized psychopath. 
Yeah, and well, she's, I mean, they're making her be organized, which makes it very right. strange. Right. Well, right, I mean, in a way, she reminds me. I mean, I don't know if Melody also reminds me of like Batman's the Joker. You know, the Joker can from time to time act, if you will, normal. But I still remember the 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 quote from the in the movie from Michael Caine as Alfred saying. You know, some men just want to see the world burn. And I just wonder if that's malady. Well, act sane for just a couple minutes. But all in all, she just wants to see the world burn. I mean, but the problem, see, that's just it. You don't know what malady is up to. But I, but but the way she's acted in the prior episodes, right. like, uh, Barrett said, which is she's a disorganized sociopath or serial killer or whatever you want to call it, versus... Um, someone else and i the joker is an excellent example and analogy that's a better analogy i think than hannibal lecter but but um but he never he had a lot more moments of lucidity than she has she has not had any and i feel like it's the writing i feel like the writers want us to really like her unfortunately she's killed a bunch of people that were innocent yeah right and how can I how can I really get down to like her when she we have no reason for her doing that? We don't know why she did that. She just did it because she's crazy. And if she's that crazy, I mean, she either needs to be taken down like a dog or put in prison forever. I mean, yeah, I mean, and Phil, we're talking Phil and I were talking about that, too, because um, part of the problem with because, I mean, I would be I mean, I'm. I'm I'm okay with the death penalty as you know as a punishment, um, but only in in certain cases. But at the same time, if somebody says I'd rather just have them stay in prison for the rest of their lives and you know lock them up and throw away the key, my whole thought is prisoner death sentence just as long as they're not out there killing people. I'm okay with it. You know, I'm I'm good either way. I mean, I'm not like so for death penalty but i'm not anti-death penalty either it's just but that i mean that's just me you know you can i you know if you want to disagree with that that's fine i mean i i I understand why let me put it this way i totally understand why um but my whole point with this was um (laughs) there was one um the the pro and phil and i were talking about it was for me I would rather see if it was today, I would much rather see Malady put in, in, in into an institution. The problem is, is that institutions back in the Victorian era were almost worse than death. Yeah. I mean, oh, I know. Were, yep. So I mean, you, you, they were almost, it's, it's almost like they were better off getting killed or executed. Right, right. Well, yeah. right. But, 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 but the main thing though, is she's not, she hasn't been arrested because that she's touched she's been arrested and is being executed because of what she did right right exactly it's just being publicized because she's touched right Right. and of course the government's not saying that but we know and so does penance so right right yeah yeah exactly it's it's like the quote-unquote outside a foreigner whatever you know uh, minority uh let's make the the general population think these people quote unquote these people are are bad because because of this woman mass who's one of them mass murdered 
dozens of people. And, and that obviously is nefarious. And, um, but the, the problem is, is the show is screwing up big time by making the touched look like idiots because they're saying they're only killing her because she's touched and we should free, free her. And instead right. of saying, saying it's good. She's in jail. It's, uh, we don't like the death penalty, uh, you know, penance at least because penance seems like she doesn't like any death, but, but, but we, we got to stop the, the public execution and either have it go private or have the sentence commuted for life in jail forever. But they don't do that. They act stupid and say, what's freer? Well, and I feel like they're going to try and do a reversal on us and try and make Malady into a hero. And That's I'm just going to have a really hard time accepting that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, again, her targeting was unless they they have this this do ex machina at the end which shows that all the people that she killed at the theater you know even though they're just random people uh that were watching the show at the end of the episode, the episode next week and say they, we found out that they were all part of uh uh an evil cult or something you know or, or they're all Lavinia's friends or you know but yeah. you know they're not going to do that so it's going to make us just like no, she's still a murderer. <laughs> right, exactly. She still had this guy indiscriminately shoot a bunch of people in the theater. Right, exactly. Yeah, so I don't know. It's just just unfortunate. It was it was very unfortunate. It, it felt uh, too much of a statement by the the showrunner, which obviously is Josh Whedon, um, rather than a well written. Um, story. It, it, I'm not you know, even it, sure what the statement was. Yeah, I don't. I don't well, the only thing I can think of is to uh, uh, a comment on xenophobia or or uh, uh, bigotry to minority group. But of it people. wasn't even a good statement on that, if that's the case, because yeah. she murdered people. I mean, there's a difference between me going, "Oh, okay, they were just protesting," or this person just killed 10 people. They're a serial killer or a mass murderer. I yeah. you can't get my sympathy for that. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. You know what it would have been is if, is if, uh, they arrested Amelia for, you know, breaking some stupid law because she's broken numerous laws. And then they say, we have to execute her for, for yes, this. exactly. That would be different. That would be worth saving her for. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Versus a, a, a sociopath mass murderer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I don't understand why they're trying to make us like Matt Malady's character. I mean, I like the character. It's a great character. But I yeah, mean, actually yeah. like her as, as someone that should be a hero and, and a good guy when we know she's not. You know, I love Cersei. Well, you know, I love Daenerys. I love, you know, you could say you loved all these characters in the Game of Thrones, but you, you still have to admit they were evil bastards. You well, know, that's why they I should have Jamie. mixed up the, the crew with the. They should have kept it as a separate storyline with Mundy. And his yeah. reveal at the very end, when he figures it out, could have been separate, all that yeah. separate, and then had them all go down under the ground. I, right. I mean, it would have been a much superior story. And they wouldn't have tainted the, the, the Penance character, because I, I think right. it made me roll my eyes and say, this is, just makes no sense. Right. Yeah. And because up to that point, I've always liked Penance's character more than Amelia, because obviously Amelia, they're purposely, probably over purposely making her um, trashy. 
and 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 kind of erratic and and even even amoral because you know she breaks laws and all that stuff but she's still a good a a, a hero while penance was always the good person and now they're just making her look like a buffoon yeah and so and so now i like i like i like amelia much better than penance now because amelia's not stupid right you know and penance uh, I, is stupid i still i still like penance i just think she was oh, I do too, I, but... penance is still my favorite character it's just i i she's just misguided she's misunderstood no she's misguided Amelia is still my favorite. Mundy's moving up there, and Nimble is probably my third favorite. I think my favorite character is Melody. I, th- I love her. I like the crazy. She, she's, she's number four for me. Yeah, she yeah, is. Yeah, she's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she uh, is a fun. She's a fun bad guy. Yeah, yeah. She's real good. Yeah. Um, now, let's talk about. I guess the Lavinia scene. Um, what did you guys think of that scene? That, that was, was again trying to have us accept that they're doing good for you know like they're they're making zombies out of people and and experimenting on them, but they're great people. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's what it felt like. Their whole conversation together was them patting on each other on the back about how good they are. Right. It, 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 it's kind of bizarre. It's like like well, it reminds me a little bit like um, the whole thing with Masson. Is that they what they think they're doing is good? What they think they're doing is for the greater good, and yeah, they true. realize that they're doing bad things. But they haven't given us a reason to see why they would think that, right? Well, what they think they're doing is they're hoping that they'll be able to, if you will, cure um, yeah, the, the touch. touch. But ultimately, I think they're even worse than Masson, to be honest. Oh, I would say so, and I'll tell you why. Masson is is doing uh, espionage war, which you can argue is is evil or not. While while Lavinia is actually lobotomizing and torturing people, yeah, well, and, and kidnapping. Also, and do- well, Masson also is not really coming out i mean he never really um made himself a friend he never pictured himself or portrayed himself as a friend to the touch yep exactly he he always he you know you i mean you he's not a liar he may be a a dirtbag but he ain't a liar yeah the thing is is that lavinia is oh i'm your friend i want to help you kill him i mean that's kind of what she's doing. Or right. no, I want a friend. I'm I'm your friend. I want to help you lobotomize them, make them my slaves. Right. Well, and also I think I think they're make, making a, a problem with the whole show, which is people who are touched weren't asked to be touched. They just became touched. Right. So a lot of people who are touched, you know damn well that most a, a good portion, not all of them, would say, you know what. I wish I was never touched because then I, I could just live my life the regular way I did before and, and on and on. But I think the show is now trying to say that you should love yourself for who you are. But the thing is, is that they weren't born that way. Right. You know, I mean, you know, yeah. So it's like if you could, if you got in a car accident and you had your arm ripped off, 
and and no no disrespect to disabled folk, I would still think most disabled folk would say, you know what, I want my arm back. Right. I wish I never got in that accident. Now, some someone... of these people have useful abilities that are like, yeah, this rocks, like throwing fire at people and putting up magical shields that I can use. But oh, some of them kill their own babies. Yeah, with the one with the um, exceptional strength, too. Or even yeah. where, I mean, I one of the things that I liked, um, one of the quotes I liked from uh, Masson when he was talking with uh, the, the king of the, the beggar king, was they had it looked like they had a car there, and Masson said, "We pretty much he said we've been trying to design this and try to put one together, and an uneducated Irish girl manages to do it." Mm-hmm. Right. You know, which also kind of goes back to something I said, and I think one of the first episode, I think was the second episode, was they. I mean, this is very Victorian England. They don't have a lot of respect for the Irish. And so that's why he even said he didn't even say, you know, he didn't say uneducated woman. He said uneducated Irish woman. So it was kind of like adding insult to injury that not only did a woman, uneducated woman do it, but she was Irish as well. You know what I find unbelievable about this is that there is no touch that has taken something over. (laughs) Like some part of government or something. Somebody right. with a power would well, be well, using it for bad and taking over and would that, be in a position true. of power. Yeah, I would agree because a, t- a touch to still people and people yeah. are can suck. So I would still think there would be more maladies than just one, you know, well, I mean, and, ones and, that and aren't it, crazy, but just taking power. Yeah, that are yeah. just sociopaths without being, yeah. being crazy. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, so, how long will it be here before that? I mean, do you think it's possible that that will happen here where you're going to get some people that are going to say, you know what, I've had it. You know, you did what you did. And I'm well, I, you know, I, what, Kevin? I don't think so. I don't think so. And I'll tell you why, because I think the show, first of all, the shows may not be long enough and they're going quick. But I think. They're 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 going the route which I said, which is they're trying to make the the touched look as if they're disabled or outcasts, and that they're going to try to have them uh, be saved. And I think they're going to the whole show is going to go where everybody should be respected for who they are, no matter if they're touched or not. And I think that's where the show's going, because why would they have this whole subplot of Lavinia trying to cure the touch and, and the way she's doing it, where she's torturing people to do it when otherwise you would think that they, they, they would go a different route, which is something like you're saying, Kevin, which is they would incorporate the touched into the society. And then you just have some that were become evil or whatever, but I don't think they're trying to do that. I think they're trying to make the touched, the victims, you know, it's a victim show. I think, I don't know. I mean, because I mean, we, we, we have, um, like I said, we're, you know, it's none of these people that are touched, whether it's a cool thing or not, were asked by the creature. Do you want to be touched? You know, in other words, they, they say there's a chance it could be shitty, but if I give you this option, there's a chance that you could be able to invent, you know, uh, microwaves and or or be able to kick ass or you could be able to throw fire. But there's a chance also you could kill your babies and and, and go insane. Would you do it? And most I bet you a good percentage of the people that have touched would say, no, I don't want to be touched. 
I don't want to take that chance. I, I'm, I like my life as it is. Well, I mean, I think Malady was already going uh, loopy um, because it, it showed her like. Oh, I know. I, I understand that. She was already she was already going. But I'm talking about in general. I'm not just talking about her character. Oh, yeah. Well, well, the thing is, is that out of all of the touched, Malady is the only one who's nuts. Right, right, right. So, so if I could rephrase, there's a chance that you could have a touch that would make you kill your baby. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't. You, you know, most, I mean, in other words, the touched weren't asked to be touched; they just were were became touched. So, for I mean, for me, I mean, if it was. You know, you could, you could, you have a chance of inventing and yeah, I mean, I understand what you're saying. I mean, I don't have any kids. So, I mean, that means I would never be able to pet my cats again. I would never be able to. Right, right, you know, right. Pet but, a dog or something like that without. But, a but, 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 but that's not even what I'm trying to get at, Kevin. What I'm trying to get at is that this show is a, is maybe a symbolic uh, story about any group that's different. And if you could become, if you're a minority, would you want to be part of the majority and you had that option? Or if you were disabled and you weren't, you could become undisabled, would would you? Or if you were, um, you know what I'm saying? In other words, it's, I think that's where the show is going. It's really just a metaphor for the underprivileged people. And I think that's all the show is, is really going at you know i mean i don't i don't know if there's anything really bigger that they're trying to say in the show or if they're even trying to make an interesting story i'm thinking that it's just a big metaphor for these elites who think that this minority group is 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 deranged or weird or whatever maybe we can cure them and make them just like us you know, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I mean, it's almost like that, like, like the Inquisition, the Spanish Inquisition, where anybody that was Protestant just convert them to Catholics and they'll be okay. You know, too, uh, but yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, absolutely. There was a huge Jewish population on the Iberian Peninsula at the time, and they all fled to um, the Netherlands. But that, yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, that, that's why I think the show is really coming at and they're trying to point out that those who are trying to help the minority or suppressed people are really villainous so you have the lavinias who's trying to help who's really villainous and then you have the 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 massons who you know whatever so i don't know what do you think barrett i think like the massons are threatened by the touch just from a fiscal and society standing point you know so so maybe that's what it is it's a metaphor for all the bad things of of what a minority could could experience which is or they're just writing a story i mean maybe they have no metaphors really and we're reading into it you know what i mean it's just yeah, it's hard to yeah. say because this story is not i don't I, it's not that obvious to me that they're trying they're, they're either being really obvious about what they're trying to say or they're not saying it at all <laughs> what do you think kevin do you think it's a me- big metaphor for uh Masson is threatened by the minority and lavinia wants to cure the minority do you think it's a metaphor for that or, or are we reading wait or i should say myself reading again i'm not actually saying that's what it is i'm just throwing this out as 
as a possibility. Well, I think Masson and Lavinia both feel I don't know if I don't know if I would say threatened, but they do not like the minority and they okay, yeah, they are they do see them as a threat. So the thing is is that they're taking it in two different directions. Masson wants to control them. Okay, actually the, then you get Swan. Masson wants to control them. Lavinia wants to care of them and Swan wants to use them. Right. That's an excellent yep. point. Yeah. Yeah. The three areas there. Yep. You know, right. and the thing is, is, you know, and the thing is, though, is that Swan at least gives them a choice. Because let's not forget in this episode, not only are we seeing a public execution, we are now seeing something that is, well, I'm sorry, but it's almost, it's Nazi like. And remember, the Jews had to wear yellow stars. Homosexuals yep. had to wear pink triangles. And now these touched have to wear these these odd ribbons. And the funny part is, is that I didn't even get the rip because there's one scene where there's a bag of ribbons as people were going in to the orphanage. And it's like, OK, what are those ribbons for until you see people until you see a, a, a woman and her daughter going into the police station and the woman is registering her daughter who obviously has like these these large like Japanese animation elven ears and um you know and they said you know and the guy gives her one of those ribbons well, they're like, also making them show their power too right they're also making them show their power which is also a little bit like what we saw in some X-Men stories you know, they want them, they want them registered. They want them, you know, they want to know who they are, who, what their abilities are, so they can track them. So just in case something weird happens, they're the first ones that they can go after. You know, so this is very, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, a, apart from the ability part, you know, the registering and essentially marking them, you know, making them wear a ribbon or making them wear something on their clothing is is Nazi like. Right. You know, yeah, that's I, even a better analogy is, is, and, is the is the, uh, Germany in the 1940s and 30s. And as much as I try to avoid that analogy for anything going on today. Um, right. But this is a TV show. Thinking, I mean, that this show is really this show really makes it look like that. And it's just, and I'm just kind of wondering, and also remember, you know, Nazis used a fire, you know, the Reichs. Well, actually, no, that that's kind of, that's, that's different. I'm sorry. I was going to talk about the right stack and that's how they got power and all that, but yeah, um, yeah they used the government to, to gain power. Well, actually they used the government well, they to used, pass the laws. Well, what because, happened because, was uh, they, interior they used, minister Frick. Well, they what, what, used a tragedy to gain power. And I'm wondering if they are going to use this whole riot from the malady non-execution to gain power. Who, I don't who's know. they? Who's the, the, that, that can, the, the government conglomerate? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. They're definitely going to use that to say, look what the, the untouched, you know, the touch did to people, you know? Right. Well, the thing is, is that I have a feeling that that is what, well, that is why um, Masson went to beggar, the Beggar King in the first place. 
he was asking for, wasn't he asking for some unrest? No, he wanted him to keep the unrest from happening. See, part of me wonders if that's the case or if it was more like, I'm telling you, to. it's one of those, whatever you do, I don't want you to do this. I really don't want you to do this. Translation, no, I really no, he was that he was asking the Baker King to keep them under control. He he wanted them to not go out of control. See that kind of that's kind of that's kind of weird, but okay. Well, I think he wanted to, he didn't want well, he didn't know what right was going to happen. He he was he was he was. He, he was hoping that the riot wouldn't happen when he wanted to, the execution to go off without any problems, I thought. But and you're, you're right. I mean, I I'm I, st- I I stand corrected because he realized he well, for example, when the when um, every that the people in the front row who are holding on to the uh, to the railing got electrocuted to death. You know, he realized, oh, because they they looked down and they were they were sitting on metal themselves. And so that's why they were a little scared. So, I mean, yeah, he would not have Masson would not have put himself in that situation um, if he knew it was going to happen. So, yeah, you're you're right. I stand corrected. Um. All right. So, any any further things that we want to discuss about this episode that we haven't brought up that anybody wanted to bring up? I, I one one thing I do like uh, it was it's a penance scene, and when she was demonstrating the the drill, I I, I had I got a kick out of that when she, you know, the drills going going going, and all of a sudden it just kept on going, and all of a sudden it got disconnected from the core, but it just kept on going. He's like, oh, it's gone through the floor. It's gone through. Okay, well, I'm not going to see that one again. I have to build another one. <laughs> I have to admit, that was a funny scene. Yeah, there were some oh, funny right. scenes in this one. I I liked the humor. It, it definitely was Joss Whedon's type of humor. Um, but, yeah, that was one of the stronger parts of this episode, that the humor was in the right spots, it felt like for me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it definitely had uh, the the humor did feel very Josh Whedon for sure, no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, also, there was uh, uh, three nudes, uh, one man and and two ladies, and a sex scene as well. Yeah. So, uh, but again, they, they've had the, these this stuff in, in pretty much every episode with Swan specifically, but um, here we, it was uh, three of the leads, uh, Amelia. Penance and and doc, Dr. Horatio Cousins. So so we got uh, the Dr. Horatio Cousins and Amelia both naked in a nude scene, sex scene, um, and then Penance uh, taking a bath scene, uh, which was part of the humor uh, when they brought Augie in. Um, and uh, so yeah, those, those were both surprising. And uh, I think offline we both, me and Barrett, were discussing that uh, they. Didn't they didn't they didn't meld well with the episode? We felt. Yeah, I just uh, felt like it didn't really. There was no purpose to that scene in the beginning, aside for showing boobs. I mean, and and, and the guy naked. You got to see his ass. 
Well, but we already know that they're having a relationship. We didn't need the scene for it. I mean, if they were going to show us that they're having a relationship and then have that come out, you know what I mean? It was just like there was no purpose to it. They could have used it on story. (laughs) Right, right. And and then the the humor scene with with Penance, um, I I said offline that it it felt uh, um, just, uh, you know, unnecessary generally. but, yeah, but at uh, least it made me feel something for those two characters. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it brought those two characters a little closer together in some ways. Of yeah. course, they ripped that apart later on. Well, but um, <laughs> I mean, it was a little weird because first she was all upset that she thinks he was looking at her through the eyes of a bird. He claims he wouldn't, and then she's like, "Well, why not?" It's like, right? Oh, yeah. You know, and then yeah. then uh, you know then. Uh, uh, Emily comes in. She says, "Am I interrupting something?" Goes, "Oh, please." Yeah, yeah Argy, that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah and it, it was a nice scene. Um, it not necessarily necessary to to see nudity, but it the scene I, it worked for me. Whereas the beginning scene, just there, there seemed to be no point to that to me. Yeah, because it wasn't like they because their relationship isn't really much of a relationship, so. Right. It just seemed like they just wanted to show uh, for the girls to see a guy's ass and the boys to see a, a girl's boobs, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, exactly. Pretty much. Um, and yeah, I mean, Penance, obviously, she's a, a, a very attractive woman actress. So that that was quite fine to see that. But but um, yeah, it, it was a, a little humorous scene. And it um, uh, also got Augie involved in the plan to do the digging and such. Yep. Um, all right. Anything else that we want to discuss? Anything? All right. I guess not. Um, so uh, next week is the, uh, I don't want to call it the season finale, but the half season finale, maybe because there's technically mid, there's yeah, mid, mid season finale. Yeah. So basically what it is, it's very weird for folks who are, uh, not as familiar with what's going on. Basically, t- there's 12 episodes supposedly for the f- season one, and they split it into two six-episode parts. So similar to what you know, Walking Dead does or Battlestar Galactica used to do. Why they're doing it? Because they don't. They've never done this before for an HBO sh- show. Uh, we don't know, uh, but I guess it may have something to do with. Josh Whedon. Uh, yeah, I think problems. him dropping out, they had to stop for a little while and recover from that. And now they're, you know, they're going to figure out where they go from there. Right. And the question is, are those other six episodes uh, even made yet? And if they are made, I'm assuming they were made without Josh Whedon at all. But I, I don't know. And I don't think they're made because usually you no. see like the numbers on IMDb and it still just shows everyone with six episodes. Uh, you would say something, Kevin? Well, if Jess Whedon's out, maybe that'll change the show for, I mean, it'll change the show um, a little bit and maybe that'll make it um, more, I don't say, say appealing, but maybe that might uh, help the help alleviate what the, some of the critics were saying. Right. Right. Well, and also, um, you know, having a, a different, set of eyes sometimes can, can rejuvenate uh, a show that, that has some, some issues as well. Uh, but it also can mean that the show's in trouble similar to, 
American Gods or even for the, no matter how long The Walking Dead's been on, they, they've had so many different showrunners and had so many problems. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you're right. I mean, the any writing issues that we we've seen in some of the episodes in this first half of the season could be be corrected uh, with uh, some new blood. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so that that'll be cool. But again, yeah. Who knows when and if the show will reappear with that little quote unquote six last episodes of season one. I don't know. Um, HBO has been becoming a little more like Netflix, right? Because I remember not whether you liked Lovecraft Country or not, they they kept on making it sound like it was it was season one, and then when the season ended, they were talking about making it sound like maybe it was only a one season show. Yeah, you know, while uh, other shows that people really did like, like The Watchmen. Um, they were trying to get more seasons and people's, the guy, the showrunner for that show immediately said, nope, I just want to do one and done. And then, you know, in other words, HBO, if the show is good or getting good, no, good reviews, not necessarily good. Cause all that matters is, is viewership, whether the show is good or not. Um, the, they would already be saying, uh, yep. Season two is already coming, you know, or, yep, you know, but you never know. I mean, I, them being, less you know out front saying yep it's coming and we're everybody's we're excited makes me wonder if if the show may be in trouble but i don't know what what do you think barrett yeah i mean it's really hard to say what's gonna what's gonna happen with it i mean because his involvement might have hurt the show to begin with and then him leaving might not help because it's too late I mean, there's just so many scenarios that it's it's hard to say what's going to happen. I, I hope we get to see another six episodes because I do like the show, um, and, you know, despite any flaws that I find or any of that, I, I still like the show and I'd like to see it continue. And I really like the actors in it. I think it's really, really good from that perspective. So. Right. So what we're going to do is we'll, we'll be back for next week for sure to talk about the half season finale um never thought i would ever say half season finale um and we will be uh uh back hopefully when the the six final episodes of season one uh appear as well but uh obviously that will be a hiatus for a bit um all right so anyway uh, next week is going to be called um true and that makes sense because I think Amelia's last name is True. Yeah. So yep. it's named after her. Uh, Zetna Fuentes will be the director. Jane Espenson will be the writer. Uh, Zetna Fuentes has, was nominated three times for Daytime Emmy Awards for One Life to Live as part of a directing team of that season. She's also done Guiding Light, uh, Grey's Anatomy, um, I Zombie, Bray Donovan, Shameless. So yeah, so she's she's been a uh, worked on uh, a lot of good stuff. Yeah, yeah, a very a lot of successful television series, um, both daytime and nighttime television. So yep. 
Um, and uh, the writer, um, I don't have any further information on Jane Espenson, but uh, maybe I'll have some information on her next week. But um, oh, actually, yeah, we we already talked about her. She did episode two, um, and she's a good friend of, uh, um, or or I should say, worked with Josh Whedon for forever, uh, including Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So uh, she's one of his stable of folk. Um, so yeah, that's who's going to be behind next week's, and that'll be May sixteenth. We'll be back to record on May seventeenth and release that episode May eighteenth. Um, all right, uh, Kevin, let's go with you. Final thoughts on this episode? The hang, or just simply hang? It's I like I said, I enjoyed it. I, I mean, I agree that the the opening scene was not necessary. Um, they could have used that more for story. Um, I, but other than that, you know, I had fun with the show. I, I wish they would have helped. I wish they would have done more with, um, the, the, what was the name of it? The Gadari or something. Oh, the oh the yeah. It's the Galathri. Yeah. The what? Galathri. Don't ask me. The Galathri. The Galathri. The Galathri. Yeah. I wish, I mean, I wish they would have done something more for, you know, explain where they we got the name Galanthry from, and uh, but other than that, I like I said, I'm probably the one who enjoyed the set. I mean, I know we all the three of us enjoyed the episode, but I think I'm the one who enjoyed it the most. All right, very good. Uh, for me, um, yeah, I mean, the first scene of the the episode obviously wasn't necessary. Uh, I, I can't say I disliked it. Uh, it's always uh, <laughs> me neither. Good to see attractive young ladies uh, in nude scenes, and and for 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 women too. To, you get to see a naked man, so so it's equal opportunity. Um, but uh, yeah, there there's, there was a number of other scenes that I had major issues with, uh, especially the penance and and malady, mal- malady stuff, but. No, um, don't get me wrong. That you know, the the big riot at the end was was a great action scene, uh, and it kept my attention. It's just that the the whole reason the the penance and all of them were there just didn't make any sense to me. Um, and also, I felt the more interesting scene would have been uh, the digging uh, with Am- Am- Amelia. Um, so yeah, uh, mixed mixed reviews on this episode. Um, and, uh, unfortunately, um, finding out that Masson is a villain when I, when it would have been cool to just have him as a red herring and, and having Lavinia or someone like that be the, the main villain as, as we originally thought, uh, would have been cool. I still have no idea where the malady story is going, uh, though I do enjoy her character a lot. Uh, but oh no, uh, mixed, mixed episode I felt. Uh, Barrett. Um, yeah, I think narratively, I don't like the direction it took in this episode, but otherwise, I really liked the episode. I like Mundy figuring things out at the very end. I like that Malady had a plan to escape. Um, that was pretty complex um, and revenge-filled. Uh, it, the story itself, you know, I I enjoyed it, but it could have been better. I just think they could have done a better job by having that story separated with Amalia's story of going underground and having everybody go there from the orphanage. And, you know, and that's all I can say about the episode. I enjoyed it, but I think it could have been better. 
All right, very good. Um, all right, so uh, that was the penultimate episode that we just discussed for the half season, anyway. Um, and uh, with all that stated, Barrett, why don't you lead us out? Thanks again for joining us on Bodices and Corsets, the Nevers podcast. Uh, join us again next week for the mid-season finale.